Okie doke team, this is Mark with episode 9 of the Grad Life Podcast and the reason I'm laughing is because we're in my apartment and I've just cooked Al dinner and then we're sitting at the table and I said, do you want to do it on the couch? <laughs> I forgot to say, do you want to do the podcast on the couch? But no, we're doing it at the table. <laughs> so I've got with me today Alan Kremen, a man who I have known since I was probably about five years old, four or five years old. Yeah, um, good made my brothers from Betty's Town in uh, Meath, where I'm from. And it's great to have the two of us down here in Sydney. Yeah, pleasure to be here. So we're going to, uh, Al has worked with EY for uh, five years. I thought it would have been six or seven. Um, five years in Dublin and in Sydney and has moved on now to a payroll company in Sydney. So we're going to talk about his experience in both of those as well as the move to Sydney. So Al, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you did in say uni and, and how you got into or how you got to where you are now? Yeah. Um... So I suppose uh, I kind of goaded Mark into nearly in- inviting me on to this podcast. Uh, he's been abusing the people who've gone down the boring accountant uh, route. Uh, some of his statistics and quotes uh, over the last few weeks have, have, have had me shouting at the uh, podcast. Yeah, well, at least you're listening to <laughs> Let's get into this. Go on, call me out on all the things you want to call me out well, on. Well, I love how 80% of all commerce students end up in KPMG. It's 82%. <laughs> 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 no, it's just that I find no, not not commerce. Well, commerce UCD students. I find that there is a big slant in UCD Queen School of Business for uh, accounting, and it's not like it actually is a real thing. So they've yeah. got all the banners up on the elevators. Like there's a strong association with them there. Yeah, no, no, it's true. And the milk grounds are a big thing, and the first target for them are at those uh, courses. You know, yeah. the business courses, the thing, and then even within the big four, you find that they have preferences towards. Um, the different colleges and stuff like that like I think oh, I'll probably get this wrong now and you'll, you'll beat me over the head with it <laughs> next week but um, a lot of kind of um, Trinity graduates end up in KPMG where a lot more kind of uh, <laughs> where a lot more kind of um, PwC might take on a lot more UCB right. and then Deloitte and they, they all kind of favour the different universities initially yeah, okay. but that's that's very broad I didn't um, know that initially but um, uh, the, the, well, there's another reason I think people go in. So they do have their alliances with the unis, as you say. But yeah. I think in Ireland there's this idea that you should be play it very safe, do the yeah. accounting exams, and there is a statistic they used to like, they hammered this into us in UCD. Yeah. Eight out of ten, and this isn't my statistic. Mm-hmm. Eight out of ten Irish CEOs or public CEOs did their accounting yeah. exams, and mm-hmm. so it is a very kind of well trodden path. I suppose to 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 bring it all back, I suppose. Um, that's kind of one of the things that drew me uh, to that, like that statistic about, look, if I do want to be CEO of a company one day, you know, this is a very good base to get and yeah. all that. And I suppose that did drive my decisions. So, like, I suppose taking it all back, I'm from Betty's Town, obviously, as Mark said, Seaside Town, um, just 40 minutes north of Dublin. The Laguna Beach of Ireland. Laguna, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fingless by the Sea, some others call it. <laughs> um, so yeah, went to went to primary school around there. Then I was in boarding school, same school as Mark, and uh, obviously in the same year as Mark's brother, and kind of did my leaving cert. Like was very distracted when I was kind of eighteen years of age. Didn't really take this leaving cert too seriously. My mom was like at me, at me, at me. Just so I kind of put down a few things in the CAO and kind of met like career guidance counselors and stuff like that. And they were all kind of saying, look, just put down arts, put down general business degree if you're not sure so you, what you want you to do. So you were that unbiased. You actually didn't even have a clue. Oh, I didn't have a clue. Really? Um, uh, I suppose my family, my dad's a doctor and my sister's a doctor as well. So um, I stupidly, just in case they mixed up my leaving cert results or whatever, I put down medicine number one, just, no just in case. <laughs> but I didn't even know that I wanted to do that or not. But I was like, oh, all the rest of my family are that. Uh, yeah. But my I got my proper leaving cert results, the ones that I should have gotten. Right. <laughs> unfortunately. The ones you uh, deserved. <laughs> the ones I deserved, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but like I actually did, did all right, um, considering and ended up in business and management in DIT Angel Street. Ah, business and management, okay. Yeah, um, which I didn't even know a whole lot about when I like the CEO or CAO offers came out. Um, but went in and kind of like it was general business degree so it's a four year business degree right. which is good which really suited me as well because I know you, you've talked about uh, commerce and doing it in three years and I saw some of the other lads in my year doing it three years yeah. three years is a very short time when, is, when, yeah. when, when you, when you did roll, roll it all back for sure 
so I suppose I went in the first year and I was there and um, I, like, I loved, in the first semester, I loved the marketing. I thought, this really? is it, yeah. I'm going to do marketing, I'm going to be the greatest marketeer there is, right. I'm definitely going down this, like, I, I like to think I have a small bit of a creative side to me in that, yeah. and um, I kind of thought, yeah, yeah, one of those Jemison grad program at the end of the four years or something like that yeah. would be my goal. And then I suppose semester two rolled around and then um, kind of the accountancy wasn't going too bad. I kind of was getting it and stuff like that and stuff just made sense to me. And I even surprised myself because I suppose one of the funny things was I wasn't that good in school at maths. Yeah, right. Like maths was one of my weak subjects. Like yeah. I needed extra grinds and stuff like that. I ended up doing past maths for the leaving search huh. like. Uh, never thought... Always you sure you want your clients to <laughs> Yeah, <that>? of course. <laughs> uh, Never, never, never thought about doing accountancy. Never, never considered it for the leaving cert or that. Yeah. Um, like I did, I told you, I kept it broad. I did a science, I did uh, geography, and I did economics. Like so I just you kept didn't it so even broad. do accounting for the leaving cert. I didn't even do accountancy for the leaving cert. I was always shied away from it. I was like, oh, you're not good at maths, so keep away from yeah. accountancy. But it's actually not like that at you all, which is really interesting. Not, yeah. It's kind of more about like kind of organisation and putting things in the right place and yeah. stuff like well, that. We, we'll delve into that. Yeah. But you were in uni and you wanted to do marketing. When did you get introduced to accounting? Uh, like, I suppose it was, so semester one was all about marketing and that, and semester two was kind of getting into the accounting side. And right. I was kind of ticking away at that. And then as I got into second year college, we were starting to talk about, you know, um, third year of the course is really interesting. Half the year go away and go on Erasmus programs. So yeah. go and study in a different college abroad. And that was really appealing to me. And half the college go and do um, some work placement. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was looking yeah. at that and I was kind of in the marketing module and stuff like that. And I remember there was a few guys in our year and stuff like that. And they were kind of there and they were kind of like top of the class in marketing and stuff like that. And I was kind of looking around and seeing them. And they just have that complete other level of like uh i don't know what it is like because i i suppose being the accountant i'm the ever conservative yeah. and kind of that and kind of gone oh, if i go into one of these grad programs you know i'm going to be competing against these guys and these guys were like heavily involved in the societies and college yeah. and like, leading do you know those, those they're, type, they're just, intimidating they're, they're intimidating those people yeah and i'm like do i really want to go into the marketplace and, and compete against these guys yeah and then I was kind of sitting in the accountancy class going, oh, look, this is making sense to me and that. And I was like, geez, if I got through these accountancy exams and I was competing with maybe some of these guys, maybe I'd be on just a better footing because yeah. like, I'm probably a bit more personable than, yeah. uh, th th than some of the guys who'd be like pure numbers, numbers. Yeah. So nice. that was starting to, 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 to kind of burn away in the background was kind of like, okay, what's the long-term goals here? Yeah. So I was like, okay, marketing will be fun and all that, but am I really going to do well at it? And I suppose like you, you mentioned before, like, okay, so there's the lifestyle of like the surfer dude and go work in a bar yeah. and, that, and then it's the guy with the, with the, with the beamer and the, the watch and all that. And yeah. I suppose I'm as uh, bad and all as it is. I'm kind of You've attracted towards, towards I'm, I'm like the crow. <laughs> I'm, I'm attracted towards the diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Are the shiny things so but that's uh, interesting though that you were in that position what age like 22 23 yeah you, you said okay i can be the personable numbers guy or the numbersy marketing guy and not, where am i going to have the, just i could be a marketing guy I didn't, but yeah I didn't just a marketing really, guy yeah so you kind of assess you weighed yourself up against the people you were competing with directly in that year yeah and said where am i going to stand out the most in this pool of graduates looking for jobs yeah that's a really interesting approach yeah. i haven't heard anyone else talk about yeah. that kind of yeah yeah i suppose i was really just aware at that stage of kind of things i just things started falling into place i got really lucky like i'm yeah i like i actually have to say like my whole life i've just been one of these lucky people like just right things have happened oh, at right times <laughs> yeah. um, and I, like I don't know sometimes I just look back and go geez how did that happen it's yeah. just um, unfortunate um, did that so that strategy did that reflect a conservative mindset so as you say you're pretty open minded about what you're going to do and yeah. then you started thinking, okay, how do I get a job the best? Yeah. So were you, was, was, were you so conservative that you were just concerned more about playing defense and getting a job? Uh, as opposed to going offense, I'm going to go yeah. this route and then work it around this way. Yeah, 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 I think so. And I think that's amplified by third year college. Yeah. We, got to make, we had to make our choice. Go on Erasmus or go on work placement. Yeah. Well, the, hang on. I'm just going to pause. That's a really good advice for, because I think a lot of people are in that position it's only um there, there's very few people who are so kind of risk prone or comfortable with risk to turn down job offers and do all that sort of stuff like to be honest i was one of them um 
But most people are in the other bracket where they're saying, let's just get a job, get in the game, and then figure out where we're going to play. Yeah. That's a really good strategy, guys, to think about where you can use your strengths and, and where you can strategically stand out the most amongst your peers. And I suppose the other factor I was playing in the mind is I entered college, what it was it? Yeah, I entered college in 2000 and September 2007. Seven, yeah. The crash happened. We all remember yeah. the crash. Crash 2008 was second year college. Suddenly the jobs were disappearing and stuff like that. And Jeez, yeah. first ones to go are the marketing department and all that stuff. Yeah. The accountants are still needed for liquidation and yeah. all that stuff. It's uh, like it's it's good looking back, but that kind of played a factor as well as yeah. where are the jobs? And you know the milk rents didn't stop. The big four still had to hire, not as many and stuff like that. But did, did, did even the big four cut back their hiring hugely? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Interesting. Yeah. I always thought that they were that they were just hired big numbers and eighty yeah. percent. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It, right. it just took its toll across the board. Yeah. So they were the times, and like it was twenty eleven by the time I finished. Uh, things were starting to pick up a little bit, but the first signs of it when I was applying for the milk rounds in twenty ten, they they weren't they weren't really there. It was it was pretty low, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, yeah. just kind of second year college. Um, so yeah, so then like I I suppose going into third year, then it was kind of like, uh, and like when when I went into um the the degree in DIT, we were told you'll be placed in a company, like as in DIT will place you into a company. You right. won't have a choice we'll do that for you because they just had so many companies coming to them kind of going yeah. oh yeah yeah give us your graduates we'll put them in for six months here there and everywhere yeah. and by the time we got to second year college it was like okay so if anybody <laughs> can find uh, a job uh, yeah. let us know and uh, we'll sign off on that that would be great just the attitude changes from the college and uh, from us yeah. so I got really lucky um, one day in the golf club um, played around so I was working behind the, the bar the bar the yeah I remember yeah home. This um, is our, guys, this is our local golf club, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So, um, yeah, it was a great place to work all the way through college and stuff like that. It wasn't yeah. particularly busy. It'd be busy after the golfers finished from about six to nine. Yeah. And then there was some nights there, I sat on my own, <laughs> keeping the bar open and that. But um, I was talking to a guy one night anyway, and um, he was pretty high up in uh, Hertz. So Hertz European Headquarters, right. the car rental company, yeah. their European Headquarters are in Swords. Right. So which, t- which is in Dublin for the Aussies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was, I was chatting away to him and kind of found out what he did and that and then it turns out my dad knew him a bit better as well so my dad actually asked him one night about like would there be any jobs going up there so this guy is, uh, was head of IT for, for the EMEA region or that right um, so he was like yeah 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 so he actually got me in as a finance analyst in the IT department. So they'd never had anybody like financy right. in their IT department. So I did. They, they still hadn't when they They, they still hadn't when they <laughs> definitely not. Um, so yeah, so I did a, a, a full summer there and like started looking at their numbers and stuff like that for the first time. Right. And, like, it was really good because like I was in the IT department, so I was helping them with like their budget spends and budget for next year and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I got to piss off all the executives in uh, Hertz as well Boy. because uh, I did a full review of everyone's mobile phones spend. So all these guys had executives, so they all had mobile phones, Blackberries were just using them however really they did, liked. Yeah. And suddenly nobody was really tracking them and suddenly I was sending them their a reminder of just what their bill was every month. They were still right. company phones and stuff like that, but they... They, they, they all got shocks when they were like, oh, wow, somebody's actually monitoring me. Yeah. So it was, uh, it, 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 that, that was a fun task to do. Um, but I got to work really closely then with the finance uh, team, so with the accountants oh, yeah. um, in Hertz as well, and then with the financial planning people as well. So they were kind of two different departments. So I was just kind of linking up all the departments. So it was great first exposure. Um, Hertz is a kind of a... a like it was a really good business, US company listed. Yeah. Um, you know, operates in good, good most, country, most companies in the world or most countries in the world. And yeah, it was it, it was really good for my C V. It was one yeah. of the things that got me into um into the milk rounds then the next uh, the next year. Yeah. So finally your college I had already picked that so in third year you had to pick what your major was as such. So I went to finance and accounting. Yeah. Fourth year was straight in for it, um, finance and accounting and started the process for the milk rounds. Nice. Uh, applied for the big four, and yeah, got picked up by EY, so nice. that was that was the start of that. So I was lucky in final year college, got that pretty early on, and they had a bit um, of security, did, yeah. Had, had that secured, so just needed to focus then on getting the two, one or higher. Yeah. Um, so that was good, but also I got an amazing opportunity in fourth year college. So as you know, I'm not shy, love presenting and all that. Yeah. So we had one module that we carried throughout the four years, which was um, which was essentially business case studies. 
so ah, that's a good module to do. So it's really, really good. Um, and like class sizes aren't that big in in, in DIT yeah. and that. Like so, it's well, good. you mean, you want that for a case study class as yeah, well? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Engage. So there was this competition that was advertised on the first day and it was like, it was called the John Molson undergraduate case study competition. Right. So a team of four um, go off to uh, John Molson University in uh, Montreal in Canada. No way. Yeah, in February of, of the final year. And they go and they present, they go and do three days of competition for yeah. business case studies against like 30 other universities around the world. Um, so... I decided anyway. I throw my hat in. Went, uh, went for the, um, went for the initial rounds and stuff like yeah. that, and got through to the last round and ended up getting selected on the team. So it was a team of four. Worked really, really hard um, at it. Like I was the finance element of it. Right. We had another guy, economics. We had a marketing guy and another girl, kind of more st- strategy side of it, like doing those specialties. Yeah. So the four of us would get a case study. And you'd three hours in order to read the case study, come up with like a full slide deck PowerPoint presentation and present uh, yeah. a solution. So uh, like a business would come. Unfortunately not, no. But, Still a uh, cool thing. Yeah, I would recommend so uni students uh, go for it. Like I've, UCD had so many things like that and I yeah. never looked at one of them. Yeah, oh, it, was, um, it was the best thing that I did in college. Like really? It just really, really stood to me afterwards and all that kind of like... Well, um, it helped you get a job. It helped me get a job. Yeah. But even then when we went into a job and stuff like that, it just helped me with presentation skills yeah. projecting my voice and stuff like that like I've never had a problem standing up in front of a room full of people since and like it's all pretty much down to that and yeah. stuff. it's just well I know a girl in Dublin who um who did that sort of stuff as well just did one of those competitions did an app I'm not even sure if they ended up making the app so there was I had all the idea did all the pitching yeah. and stuff but I didn't actually do any of the back end stuff and that like pretty much got her a really good grad job as well I'm not yeah. going to say the company or anything because I'm not going to get in trouble <laughs> there but um, yeah, like I mean, getting involved in those competitions can be brilliant. There's but so many of those opportunities for that sure. loads of people just gloss over in college. Like, yeah. big recommendation is just any of those things. Just go for them. Even go for the initial interviews. If you don't get them, what's lost? Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's all down to experience. You stand like I stood up to do the initial interview. You stood up in front of three like three of your lecturers, right? And like did a PowerPoint presentation to three of your lecturers. But even just that alone, had I not gotten any further was still a massive yeah, kind of really boost, good experience, like a yeah. massive good massive experience and they give you feedback afterwards. So it's worth your time um, yeah. alone for that. You get a report afterwards on how you did, what yeah, you could have improved sure. on and stuff like that. So it's so really good. Before we move to the EY stuff, a couple of lessons there are the networking. So the, the that night in the bar talking to the Hertz guy, getting the jobs to put yourself in the position to do the networking as well and then obviously going for these competitions. So then you moved on to EY, straight out of uni into, or straight out of college into EY. Yeah, straight, uh, straight up that uh, September. Into um, the audit team? Into the audit, yeah. So I went into what they call in Dublin ICT audit, so... Yeah, can you actually like, give us a picture of EY? Because I, like, I did the internship there. I noticed FS, financial services, yeah. and then industry, and there's so, so, so many So things. EY has, like, and the amount of departments and service line offerings since I joined has yeah. really grown. But I suppose... For the milk round purposes, what they yeah, had was they audit. had they had audit and audit was split in two. They had one which was company audit, which is like company audit is your your Googles, your Paddy Powers, your Coca Colas, right. your this that and the other, and then they have financial services. So financial services then are the banks, so like your Bank of Ireland, your AIB, yeah. whatnot. And then like your hedge funds and your like all those yeah. kind of um, like financial institutions. So audit split into those two. So and auditing, just to make sure everyone's on the same page, auditing is going through the accounts and books and making sure they're all in order. and Like literally being an accountant for yeah. these companies. Yeah. yeah, like a company produces their financial statements at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, we trawl through each and every one of the numbers in the financial statements through the wording and stuff like that. We go, we get extra support and essentially at the end of the day, we insert a page into those those financial statements that say, yeah, we've Third certified round. that these are these are reasonably okay. Right. So <laughs> Ever can, cautious. Well, oh yeah, that, uh, that kind of stops any legal stuff. So yeah. you've got audit, you've got the consulting as well. Sorry, so, so yeah, so um, so audit is one branch with the two within it. Uh, then you've got your advisory. So your advisory is much aligned to like the Accentures, the, yeah. um, that, that kind of competes on that level. Yeah. Um, then you've your taxation. So you've the tax, full yeah, department on was, tax yeah. as well and um you've got TAS transaction yeah you've got transaction services i don't know if they take in many grads because it's usually they want people with a few more years yeah okay but i that's, think they might start of yeah. i've got a friend here um Mark are doing that and 
That's quite closely aligned with private equity. Yes, yeah. So that's a really good place to start off if you want to get into yeah. private equity yeah. or maybe investment banking. Even that itself has got five branches, from what right, I understand. Okay. Oh, so God. one of its mergers and acquisitions, one yeah. of its, like, it, it, it's got all the different branches within that as well. Okay. They do a lot of valuations and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they do value, well. from my knowledge, you know better than me, but they do valuations and due diligence. So for anyone in Ireland, as we learned with Ed Napper last week, that you're able to get into investment banking mostly in London. But in Ireland, with EY, I don't know how many they take, but there is the transaction team there to get into that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we've got audit, advisory, TAS, tax. Is there anything else? Uh, there's the fraud team. I there's I, IT. So fraud are within part of audit, audit as oh, well. Right, okay. uh, then you got FIDS, which is fraud investigation. Yeah. you got you got... Financial advisory, which is the more technical accounting yeah, um, okay. stuff, and then you have there's an IT team as well because IT has gotten so big now as well. As well, so they can an I, IT uh, or yeah, implementation. Yeah, yeah. There again, they're another one with a couple of branches inside. Ah, it. So right, some yeah. of them support the audit. So if we go out to audit a listed company, they must have their systems up to date yeah. and like not not be open to hacking or anything like that. Right, so okay. they go and do testing of those systems and they give the auditors a report to say, yep, the systems are good. So the audit report can encompass some of that stuff as yeah. well. So the testing that everything is sound, that the numbers aren't being manipulated in behind the back, stuff way over my head. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah. And then So what, what's it like to work there? So I've heard, like you hear so many stories. Mm. Um, I've heard... But firstly, I kind of know this, that they've big grad intakes. And so one thing that people might take for granted, um, when I started my grad job in Macquarie, I was on the other side of the world, which made it a bit more difficult. But I was the youngest on my floor by eight or nine years. And that made it quite lonely. And if I screwed something up, no one was there to empathize or to vent to or anything like oh. that. Whereas these guys have friends all it's, over the it's place. It's incredible. It's, it's, it's like an extension of college in ways is the only really? way to describe it. It's incredible. You go in, in my department, there was 32 of us started together right. and like on day one and you just add everyone on like on the chat, on the yeah. Skype chat or whatever. You have them all in the emails and stuff like that. Sometimes you go out in teams and the two of you are together on the team and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So you're both completely lost on day one, kind of going, throw together their lead schedule and you're kind of like, what the <laughs> hell is a lead? They, they talk in such acronyms. Like oh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was there, what, five years? It. Five years later, people were still coming up with acronyms that I couldn't interpret. Like, yeah, the name just, EY. They could. Accountants <laughs> <laughs> uh, love acronyms, so yeah. like they could write a book on on the amount of acronyms and stuff they have. So you're just there, clueless. I loved that one the other week when you said the imposter syndrome. Or, imposter syndrome, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, so does it, does it's it hit just, you guys? Yeah. So I actually, I thought that because you have so many people around you, like you know grads around you, you wouldn't yeah. feel like an imposter. Ah, uh, there was days though when you're just sitting there, kind of going. I'm sitting here looking at companies that are turning over billions and like I'm responsible for some, like, and it's only the smallest little portion of it in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But when you're in first year, you like, it's the most, a bank account is the most complex thing yeah. in the world. Like it's just, it all you grow throughout the years. And, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah. what are you doing? Like I've heard of, I've like, this is an exaggerated probably story or even just a one-off, but a friend in, in one of the big four in Dublin, like carrying boxes or like packing shelves or something for a week like yeah. they, they, they needed it done and they just said yeah we'll yeah. stick a grad on that I think initially when you come in for the first few weeks like you're so useless as I said yeah. that sometimes it is just easier just to get you to pack a box or whatever Do they you give just you build up over time and stuff like that yeah you do you, you, you get a lot of training in fairness and like you build up but the only way to do it like you can get all the training in the world the only way to do it is just to sit down and learn like a sit down and do it yeah. and get it wrong and learn it and all that and as you move up the ranks you're getting frustrated with the guys below you but then you just gotta remember oh well I was clueless when I started yeah. so you gotta sit and sit and teach them it and stuff like that so um, is there a lot of that is there uh, yeah. so actually firstly let's run through the ranks so you start off as normally an analyst or something is it uh, yeah, you start off as a, an associate for year one and two. You're right, okay. This is the way it's done in Dublin. It changes throughout the world. Like right. EY have a different structure in Sydney than yeah. they did in Dublin. But it's it's generally the same. Assistant for the first two years. Um, then you make senior. So you do senior for senior one, two, three. Right. That can change how quickly depending on when you get your exams and would, whatnot. Would, would generally be a year, a year, a year? Uh, no, no, no. You'd be three years... From, uh, so year one associate, year two associate. In your third year, you can move from senior one to senior two very quickly. Yeah, okay. When you graduate, you're, when you finish your 
your all your exams plus your 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 graduate contract because yeah. you have to keep a diary throughout your time. All right. Then you become like a senior three. Right. And then maybe a year later, so four years, and you become like assistant manager. Right, okay. And then perhaps five years uh, manager. But now that's everything going well, getting yeah. your exams along the way and stuff like that. I suppose that's the hardest element of it because like when I finished my last um, my last college exam, I went, oh, that's great. I don't have to do any more exams. Yeah. Little did I realize the beast ahead that was... Was it uh, hard, yeah? What was the accountancy exams? Ten times harder. So, like, pe- people talk about they had nightmares about leaving cert. Like, they still have nightmares about doing their leaving cert or yeah. leaving cert results and that. No, never. Like, leaving cert never bothered me. College didn't really bother me. I did get worked up and stressed about it. But the accounts exams just killed really? me. It's really, really hard because, like, you're in... You're in your grad, you got your full intake, you got your 32. So yeah. on a Friday night, it's all about like, I'm wearing a suit, I'm going for drinks. Like <laughs> you're earning a wage, but it's pretty poor money. Yeah. But like, it's still the first time you're getting consistent money in yeah. every month or whatever. So you're like loving it, but you're boozing Friday night and this stuff like that. But you'll have lectures Saturday and Sunday. Even, so right, like pretty much throughout. So all throughout the year. God. So you could be like, you could be working five days a week and then you'd have lectures Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and okay. how many of those lectures people Big make job, and yeah. stuff like that. Now they, they, and then they do block releases. So over Christmas, you might just have a week of, instead of going to work, you'll have a week of like yeah. lectures and stuff like that. They try and ease it. But a number of the weekends during the year are taken up with lectures and stuff like that. Right. So you just, like you just get into a cycle. You get wrecked. You're trying to study for exams yeah. while trying to learn, while weighing over your head and work and stuff like yeah. that. So it's grueling for the first year. Uh, for the first year or two like a, a lot of people fall out after one year just because they just can't handle the, the, the balance, balancing yeah. of everything plus the firms are, are a bit strict and like and they've got they have to get stricter in recent times with like because they're calling their numbers and stuff like that yeah. I don't know what it's like now but when we were there so they were if you were missing your exams they were that was their reason to get like the clause in your contract was you if you to, miss your yeah. exams right. because if you miss your exams you then get need more exam leave and stuff like yeah. that and then they're like, well, we don't want to have to pay you for that while you're off and like yeah. studying for like we we paid you already to be off studying for your exams. And uh, now the only the only positive thing on that though is when you do your exams each each block of exams, so you work throughout the year and that. But then when it comes to your exams time, you get like a month off before well, they're the first test. They're them, really they're, good. Yeah. But are they not as good in Sydney? I've no, heard that. Yeah. No, 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 they're terrible. It's like a day or two. Friend was yeah, saying they were pretty hard, yeah. Whereas like for the FEs, I had three months off. Really? Like the first month I just went in the piss, went on a holiday with the lads, uh, <laughs> had a few blowouts, it was great. That's nuts. Um and then like put the head down a little bit for the second month. I remember Galway races is like the last blowout, then like just off the drink, disappear and like head down. That's right. And rad. then you sit the final exams then in, in uh, September. But they're the worst things I've ever been through. It's three days of exams, right. five hours each like by the last exam I had back spasms yeah, I was like literally cool. like just <laughs> and what percentage of people pass and fail uh, it changes it, like it changes every year but like um, it, it's like a stepped approach um, but like they say something like they weed out along the way so it's like cap one pass rate can be very low it can be down at like the 50-55% right. and cap two may be a little bit higher and then final exams are a little bit higher again so maybe you're talking 65s to 70s to yeah. 80s maybe but like then they weeded out people along the yeah, way as sure, well yeah. so it's it's they're really really tough exams like, yeah. um, just yeah so I was lucky with my college degree because I did business and management and did the finance I was able to skip the first set of exams I got an exemption with my degree right. so I only had to do the cap twos and the final exams I had a friend doing that in there in commerce mm. as well like a lot of guys the, the, the unis yeah. give you that option so yeah, yeah exactly. I think they're if you know you're going to do accounting, make sure you do Definitely. the right subject. And there's another way of doing it as well, where people, they might go for the milk rounds and final year college, do a business degree, get their exemption from cap ones, and then go and do a master's and get their cap two exemptions with your master's. Right. And then you only have to do the final admittance exams. Would you advise um, that? I, it's 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 the constant debate among graduates as to what's the best way to do it. I like because the sound of it because it's it, quick. No, if you get you if you go so you do your degree, then you go and you do your masters. Yeah. And then you come into work, but you have to wait a year. You have to work a year. You have to build up a work, year's work experience before oh, yeah. you're allowed to go and sit your final exams. So you get that year out with no study in that. Yeah. 
so you get used to a year of no weekend study and then suddenly you're into the final year yeah. and like um, you oh, suddenly yeah, yeah. don't so, so you suddenly get used to not studying again and Interesting. Like, whereas the other way the way I did it I like is you, you keep going you're you, kind you of well programmed through, yeah. and the salary goes up I know the salaries are, are generally yeah. pretty low but they go up each yeah, time exactly. you're doing it and when you do your exams if you get through your exams in the first run you get like a bonus for getting, kicker, for, forgetting, yeah. for, forgetting that and then you get moved up a level as well so you, when you make you make senior in your third year but then you go to senior two once you get your exams and that and it's a bonus and all that and, right, then, okay. and it suddenly starts getting good like to normal pay to what everyone else has been on like yeah. when you come in as a grad like they graduate are contracts are like 20 about, yeah they're like what 20 21 22 yeah, K? 22 is what I have in my head in yeah. your first year they don't go up much for your second year I think it's like in the region of less than 30 like you're right. still talking less than 30 you're talking maybe 28 and that, then that's not a bad jump though to be fair 22 to 26 in, in a year oh. yeah it's, okay, it is bad money like, yeah, yeah 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 when you when you compare it to some of the guys who've jumped out and gone straight into kind of 30 35k 40k yeah. jobs but the only thing is i suppose you catch up after a while once you actually dig it through all your exams to play yeah. your trajectory of earnings goes like jumps yeah, jumps sure. jumps whereas some people who jumped out from college and went into kind of run of the mills just stagnate and that's them for a long time and yeah. take them a long time to, to see the rises whereas yeah, the tech, attraction of the big four is they keep you going and the next level and the next level and the next level and that's why like some people get stuck in the big four because it's like if I go out to industry I'm going to plateau like because industry you just yeah. your earnings stay like that you're kind of waiting for the fellow above to move on yeah. and new role or something like that whereas in the big four it jump 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 jumps all the way up to partner it's just stepped all the way up and yeah it's, it's attractive like it's a big carrot in fairness and oh that's that a one big of the thing. things about 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 leaving was that i was concerned about we right okay we yeah. follow up on that yeah. but yeah so we'll so, so we could just like about this is me prying because i kind of know already from friends but these guys are interested in the money side so you start on 22 euro you go in a year later on you're on about 28 type of thing then and at that stage you passed your second set of exams. Then third year in you're on about thirty five to my knowledge. You're roughly about that. Yeah. And that's when yeah, you're yeah. starting to finish your contract. And yeah. a lot of people, from what I understand, disappear after the Absolutely, contract. Yeah, but because the industry will pay you a lot more after your contract than okay than, than staying in the big four. What would industry pay you about forty five or something? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. People can jump out to that in industry. Whereas I think the big four might just keep you at about like forty. But the next yeah. thing is if you jump out at forty five. You're going to stay there for the next couple of years, yeah. I think. Whereas if you stay in EY, you can go up to manager level pretty quickly from there. Which you are that's... at about 28 type of thing. At 28 years old, like yeah. you're, you're yeah, about yeah, six, yeah. five, six years in. And you get, what, about 60K? Yeah, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that's about the region. So I've done it here in Sydney, so I don't know what it is back yeah, home. Yeah. But when, like, like, as you know, it's kind of common knowledge. Yeah, you I remember stuff it, yeah. up on the internet. It's, um, I yeah, remember, it's about that. I remember associating 60K with a manager. And then you go up to, I think, director... It gets very grey after that yeah, then, sure. um, because people are on different levels and different trajectories. There's partner paths and stuff like that. It, it's very grey. Everybody knows what it is to manager. Yeah. And once you go after manager, because there's people who decide to go to senior manager and just stay at senior manager. Oh, okay. And then they get like, it's 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 all different. People are working different working arrangements and stuff yeah. like that. So it's hard to predict it after that or it's hard to really know after that. But it's, and then, it can be pretty good. It can be pretty lucrative up at the top ranks. And yeah, well, it's well known that partners there make like a killing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. Um, one thing as well. So people jump out after three years in the exams. Yeah. If you don't get off on that exit, I think the next exit tends to be about manager. Yeah, a couple of people jump at AM, but not really. Yeah, yeah. If you're staying, if you stay past your contract, yeah, you're staying till manager at least. Till yeah. manager, and yeah. then they make the jump into some, industry. Yeah, yeah, and some people stay on. There's yeah, but of the thirty-two in my intake, I think, um, I think, majority of people jumped. I think there was like, maybe eight of us or oh, ten, ten of us stayed on. Yeah. And then even of those ten, uh, even of those ten, six went to the AM level, or yeah, okay. where went maybe even a year later they were just waiting for perfect timing to yeah. go build up a bit of cash and stuff like that depends to go traveling doing other things and then i think of, of of my intake only about four or five of us went for manager yeah okay well so 32 to five yeah you say to go traveling <coughs> accountants are in a good position to do that because they're they're it's, now once you've got those exams done you're as safe as a house in terms of a job it, everyone needs an accountant it's so a, it's a passport yeah yeah it's, it's, it really it's, is a passport it's fantastic um so yeah so i finished up um Finished up in EY, got to AM level, but um, 
just it was the right time for me to go traveling it just yeah. just worked out i was kind of just just gotten to am and was like okay i can move out to like just asked a partner one day in ey that i was working for i was like do you want anyone to sydney office and she's <laughs> like oh yeah i'm on the google account i can ring up the partner of google on uh, yeah. in, in ey sydney and um talk to them and uh yeah suddenly got a contact from hr in um, Sydney and yeah managed a couple of inter- just two phone interviews and stuff like that and yeah we'll, uh, so we'll give EY. you a job here in six months time or whatever in EY Sydney so that because it allowed me to still do my we did three months travelling yeah. and can we that, conclude then that the EU, that the big four would be good for travel and good for mobility really really good really yeah, yeah I'm really actually really surprised yeah. I didn't think they would be that well I guess yeah. once you're so, so, so what it is is it's, it's not and it's a bit it's a bit different so like I still quit EY Dublin. I wasn't an employee of them or anything yeah. like that. To move as an as an employee of EY Dublin, that's hard. People do that for a couple of months and stuff like that. Okay. EY Dublin are still paying you and it's messy and yeah. there's not a lot of that. But if you quit one and apply to the other, they're so receptive. Right. Like as long as you've an okay resume, like as long as you've an yeah. okay recommendation from the old office, because like, well, you know our systems, you know our processes, yeah. you know everything like that come across like yeah, do you think that really so that's EY to EY do you think yeah. EY to KPMG would be similar like I know it's, the it's, it's similar like, enough but yeah it's a little bit different yeah. um, but I know people, I know people sure. who've done it yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Jeez, um, that, that's a pretty cool move did it feel risky quitting one to join the other no no, no yeah you had it teed up so yeah. team tee it up for yourselves before you do it yeah. and I had the nod from the partner as well yeah if you want to come back ah, here, nice, nice. your job's sitting here for when you come yeah. back so it's all good but I suppose the other thing then that I wanted to say was just about the audit and stuff like that like people think oh you go out and you look in a book but like I suppose the different experiences I got throughout that yeah. audit process like was class I like again told you I got lucky but I got on some really really good accounts I got on one really good account um, over in Galway. Galway, I remember and, you were in Galway for ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a medical devices company um, over in Galway, and like I just learned so much on that. So I got that for the four years. They'd just recently been bought over by a private equity firm and stuff like right. that. Um, so yeah, um, but they were they were they had a, a footprint across the globe and stuff like that. Yeah. I got a trip to America to uh, Portland, Oregon. I ended up in Portland, Oregon Jeez. for a couple of weeks. Um, and it was just awesome the exposure I got to that uh, on, on that job that was like my, my key job 12 weeks a year down in Galway as well yeah. so uh, being put up in the yeah it's just um, really really enjoyed that and then um, One act, on that point so I did my internship in the tax team for FS and I didn't understand the systems or anything at that time in, and I completely wrote off the idea and this isn't against tax and FS or anything but just for me I completely wrote off the idea going in and doing yeah. that but Auditing or consulting for the other not non FS what what you yeah. call it like yeah industry yeah that's pretty cool you it go is. to you go to businesses you yeah. go to their office not yours yeah. which can be a pain in the ass or you can be put up in the yeah, hotel exactly and it's living the it's, dream it's 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 got its plus <coughs> pluses, pluses and minuses yeah. with, with, with everything like like there was weeks driving down to Galway on a Sunday night going oh Jesus I wish I wasn't driving yeah and without fail it always started raining as soon as I saw the sign <laughs> welcome to Galway it always started yeah. raining. But um, if, if, if guys out there are looking at, if they're about to leave uh, uni and they're looking at the next couple of years as how can I get the best education I can, it's in- auditing for multiple businesses it's, is a really good it's education. Cool. It's, it's a tough slog and all that, as I said, but it's so good because you get to see so many different types of businesses. Yeah. And like I'll never forget, like one of my low points was I was in a company in Dublin, um, like out near... Oh, God, where is it? Like out in the back of Dublin in a really rough area out near where the jail is like in right. Dublin. Um, like, like an industrial park behind. The industrial park was literally a ghost industrial park because of like it was the low times of the economy yeah. and stuff like that. So loads of firms had left and it was literally one company at the very back. So I drove out there and um, they had fired all their staff. They had two floors. Top floor completely empty like ghost town. And then the bottom floor was where the finance team was. There was... The financial controller, one fin- one accountant, and me, and then there was a couple of other guys knocking about the office. That's so uh, brutal. The accounts were being prepared like on the they were they were going into liquidation, so it was it was that kind of a job. Right. Um. But like it was so miserable. Like they they turned off the heat to the building. Like they it was just miserable. But I learned so much. Like it was just it was just a really weird experience. It was depressing yeah. going out there for the two weeks. But when I kind of stood back and thought of it years later, I was like, 
geez, that was mad. Yeah. Like, it was, it was incredible. So going from that to, like, sitting in Google uh, doing the audit there, or sitting in Coca-Cola yeah. in Drota doing the audit there, um, like, you just get so many different exactly. ex- experiences and exposure to different companies and stuff like yeah. that, and it was incredible. So many different like, environments, industries, yeah. companies, people, yeah. everything. Now, uh, structures and yeah. strategies, I'm sure, financially exactly. as well. Yeah, so it's good. And the higher up you go, definitely, the more exposure you get to these things, you get into good meetings and stuff like that but don't get me wrong like during the first two three years it's shocking like for at at points like you're sitting there like just recalculating excels and putting what they call tick marks and going tick that's okay that excel there is okay and like there was some days there like i'll never forget there was one day i was sitting in uh, the offices and i was looking out across the road and there was a guy building a wall and throughout the whole week he was building a wall right and I was there putting these red tick marks into Excel spreadsheets going, this is mind-numbly boring. And I'm like, at the end of my week, I was like literally driving home on a Friday depressed, kind of going, at least your man's got a wall there. You know, that wall yeah. has been there for years. Nobody is ever going to look at that Excel spreadsheet again. Yeah. But like, you just, so it's, but it's just a part of the process. You have to get over that. Like, that's the unglamorous end of it. Well, the, I, I'm thinking the equivalent is that guy learning to pave, pave bricks. You fiddling around on an Excel sheet is, is his equivalent of learning how bricks work and how to exactly. pave them, and then one day you get to build your wall. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, it's all worth it when you're sitting in, like, uh, like an end of audit meeting or something like that, and the CFO is talking about the strategy for the company for next year yeah. and stuff like that, and what the financial impacts of X, yeah. Y, and Z are. That would be and cool. it's like, that stuff is really, really cool yeah. because, like, ultimately, one day I'd love to be running. Well, too risk averse to run my own business yeah. but uh, hopefully I can jump on somebody else's yeah. uh, ship and well let's steer. talk about that so people like you guys go off you leave EYs and, and the big four and you go off and join industry yeah. what do you do are you head of do you become a CEO COO CFO like what, what are the options what can people do because I'm thinking of these uni students yeah. they might think oh I want to be in strategy but I need to do the accounting exams how do you reconcile things like that anything you can actually do anything the accountancy is such a good base like everything comes back to it I'm looking at the company I'm in at the moment and stuff like that and the head of IT and all these people are just getting pulled in and like at the end of the day cash is king to all businesses Yeah. so like now, if you're head of IT, you have to know what your budget is for the year, what your spend is, how you're tracking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it all comes back to the finance. And the really good guys who are like head of all those things, you'll find nine times out of ten that they'll have like a really good grounding in finance. Yeah. They've done a finance degree. They've done something. Some of them might even be accountants by trade initially and stuff mm. like that. Like it's just a great, but like you find a lot of people, you need strong finances no matter what department you're in if you want to rise to the top like finance is just so important yeah it dictates everything in the company like strategy is all based around the finances like great the marketeers might have a fantastic plan and that you might have the best marketing department in the world but if you don't have the dollars to yeah. uh, go with the strategy and support the strategy what's the point in having and the also strategy? i would say the marketing with all respect is easier to grasp than the numbers are so you can't just walk into the CEO slot and say, okay, I'm going to get a hold of all this accounting stuff. Like yeah, It takes 100%. years of practice and training and exams and stuff. Yeah. The marketing, you can probably do a week of sessions or something and you'd be up to speed. Like, <laughs> like, in real, like I come from marketing, so I'm defending myself. But yeah, I think the, the finance stuff is, is harder to grasp and yeah. for good reason. Um, all founders probably need a grasp or eventually are going to need like i'm starting yeah. to see how important numbers are like in 100%. dealing with taxes dealing yeah. with how you're going to you know manage money in yeah. all sorts of ways like the numbers just come so into it. sometimes like i've seen just great businesses and great kind of like early stage businesses and stuff like that and like we've been doing the audit and stuff like that and so sometimes i've been on like a first time audit so they've gotten big enough to require an audit and stuff like yeah. that and you kind of learn the history of the company and you learn that Oh, they only got a fin- finance department was the last one they set up. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, like banging my head off the wall because I'm like, I know it's not high in the priorities. Like you want to buy more stock than pay an accountant or something like yeah. that. But like the fact that you've got all this wrong, you're just going to end up paying all the consultants and everybody uh, a lot more money now yeah. because of the mistakes you made in the past. And if you just had yeah. a solid, a solid pair of hands steering you right in the, and in the, in the yeah. beginning, it would be great. And it saves money. And famously, Michael O'Leary, the famed uh, Ryanair CEO, 
he was lucky. He had an ad out for a while ago for uh, EA, and he was Tony Ryan's EA. As was Dennis O'Brien for a while. Was Tony Ryan's EA for a while as well. Um, Michael O'Leary wouldn't take an EA who didn't have accounting qualifications. That's how much emphasis he puts on it from the perspective of a CEO. Yeah. How much emphasis he puts on those exams, and you see a lot of CEOs go from accounting firms to maybe a strategy firm or like McKinsey or whatever, yeah. or into a, the, the finance department or somewhere, CFO. If you're going to pick someone to be CEO after a CEO leaves, I think CFO appears, I don't know, but appears to have yeah. um, a it's, bit of a head start. It seems to be like, um, I suppose, a lot of the partners of the big four firms, Yeah, you'll find if they're live partners, like as in if they're, they're still partners in, in the companies, they won't be on as many. But when they retire, because they got to retire early enough, I think, I think, right. I think the rules for them, they got to retire by 55 or no something way. like that, they have to go into partnership. But you'll find all the boards of companies are just littered with ex-partners yeah. of, yeah, I'm not of surprised. like the non-executive directors and stuff like that. They're all just littered with with, with previous big four yeah. partners or that. Like it's just I'm not it's surprised. incredible. But like the, the accounts, I remember thinking, because I was really tempted to do them. If anything, I kind of felt the pressure to do them. I was like, I know how important they are. Yeah. But I, I, I just didn't, I kind of didn't want to. Um, but I used to think that it's kind of like a, a, a medicine student studying the anatomy. It's the anatomy of a business. And if you want to get any job in medicine, if you want to get any job in business, you need to know how the body works. And that is the accounting. So, yeah, you can see how sort of important it is and all that sort of stuff. Um, moving on then from that, the move down to Sydney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, ripe old 27. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, didn't mind right. it, I didn't mind exceptionally early, a week, <laughs> a, a week after uh, college finished. Um, <laughs> But you, I think you do. You you seem to be doing what is probably more common. You get a career started in Ireland, and yeah. then you can take it abroad once you're kind of a, yeah. I don't know. Once you're a, a more prized asset for the company, you're qualified yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. So came down here last April. So here, what nearly a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, Where else did you consider other than Sydney? Um, I suppose considered the states. I just always had Australia in my head. I, I suppose, but like considered the states and that, but um. Uh, things are tricky, but I Canada, I suppose, was up there. Um, I thought about London, but it was kind of like, oh, it's just too close to home. Yeah. So I want something completely. Yeah, out know, of the comfort zone. Me too. Out of the comfort zone and all that. Um. So yeah. So just Sydney was just really appealing. I I was here briefly for a couple of days in two thousand seven. <coughs> My sister actually oh, yeah. lived in uh, Melbourne for for just under a year herself. Yeah. Um. After she got qualified in that, so um, we came down to visit her over Christmas, and I said, "Oh yeah, I want to do this yeah. in a couple of years' time." So I said, "I do a year," and then anyway, we were like, "Oh, we need you down here for two years. You know, you got to sign up for two years." And I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll do two years." Huh. And like my mom was distraught when I said, "Oh yeah, I'm going for two years," and now like it's coming up to the two year mark next April, and we're just like, "Oh, it could be two and a half years." <laughs> uh, but we promised we'd go home so we will we will eventually and like we do miss home and all that but like have just loved it out here and that and like obviously I got into EY down here I did um I did got in got in my first six months just put the head down and worked really really hard um and managed to actually get promoted to manager that October so that was really rare so like when I came out because I was in probation for six months yeah and then when I came out of probation, they offered me manager straight away, Jeez. even though I was told that I'd have to wait a year because of like, I didn't quite do the same amount of time in Dublin yeah, right. that I would, but I managed to kind of, um, well the right people yeah. and, uh, get, get, get the promotion early. So that was in line with the other people in my intake in Dublin. And it would have been very frustrating for me to be looking at the guys in Dublin yeah. kind of like that. Uh, so it was going really well down here. It was really, really busy. Um, Sydney office is very different to the Dublin office. You know, it's 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 an office of three thousand people. I think it's the third biggest office in. Um, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, compared to um Dublin, which is like a thousand people. Right. So so it was three times the size. So it was just, um, it was overwhelming at times. Um, but it was it was good and it was a good experience. Glad I did it and all that. But yeah, I, I suppose I got really lucky then. Um, kind of after that. So just when I was coming up to the year mark. Um a previous senior manager of mine who had, who had moved on and moved into an industry kind of uh, gave me a text one day and said, um, so I've got a guy, a previous client who's looking for a, um, uh, someone at your level. 
uh, do you mind if I pass them on your details? And I kind of went, oh, sure, look. I was too busy to even think about it. I was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, sure. So this guy got on to me anyway, and he goes, oh, let's, let's meet up for a coffee. So I met him for a coffee one day anyway, like literally just went casually, didn't think it was anything, and um, was there, met him, sat for coffee, really cool guy, um, just sat and talked, talked about everything. He talked about the company and the job that he had, and then I talked about my experiences and that. And then at the end, he's like, look, is this something you could be interested in? And I was like, oh, sure, look, why not? Like, cause in, yeah. throw my name in the hat anyway. If nothing else, I hadn't done an interview, because you did a milk rounds in EY, oh, yeah. in EY in five, hadn't done an interview in five years. So I said, what's the harm in doing another interview? Yeah. I, I know that was really an interview. Um, cause he's like, oh yes, ship on your CV there. So I sent him on my CV. He rang me back two minutes later. And he goes, oh, if you'd have told me you played golf and uh, rugby, I would have offered you the job there and then. <laughs> so, he, so when he rang back anyway, he's like, oh, cool. Look, I just want to line you up for an interview with the, say, with the CFO and come in and whatever, have a chat yeah. with him. And uh, yeah, got an offer and uh, it was a good offer, a good different, offer. Yeah. different to change. And it kind of a, like I'd done whatever, five and five and a bit years with and um, with EY and yeah. kind of just went you know what's to lose I suppose the ever cautious that I am that we're learning uh, like I went got on to like I saw council I got on to the partner I got on really well with in Dublin and um, asked her advice and all yeah. that and that was really really good and like even she kind of said sure look if you're down there for a year if you want to do try industry she's like try it but you'll come back to me in Dublin like so that was really really <laughs> Jeez, nice you're to in hear. a beautiful spot yeah so um so it was kind of like risk-free yeah uh, I got I got the chance to try industry and that and ever since I've started now I'm there what like three four months now and yeah. um yeah I'm, I'm loving it on the other side it's very different to what I was doing but um, it's 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 good. It's it, it's it's different in ways, but it's it's similar in ways as well. Like I suppose. Not that I know the ins and outs, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you were better at what you were doing before having had this experience and seeing things on the other side. Then as well. Oh, 100%, like jumping yeah. in and out. Jumping yeah. out can really yeah. help when you jump yeah. back in. Yeah, I, as I was telling you earlier, like the weird thing is, like I'm now dealing with the EY audience yeah. are in and they're yeah. asking I'm on the other side of the fence yeah. and I'm sometimes like sat there kind of going no I'm meant to be asking that question yeah. <laughs> it's oppositions with me um, so yeah so it's, it's, cool. it's, it's, it's interesting but um, the interview yeah. thing you said is in, so I've got a friend who used to work at uh, Google never with me I, I, I didn't know him through Google but Throughout his time there, he was happy, but he always did interviews and just sent out applications for jobs just so he could do the interviews to practice, and yeah, just yeah, to yeah, keep himself funny. on his toes and yeah. fresh. I think that was a very good idea. Yeah, like, yeah, it's sort of weird, but it was a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like you want to keep yourselves, the grads listening, you want to keep yourselves yeah. on your toes. Right, we're a little bit, uh, a little bit tight for time here, so we're going to go into the quick fire round. Quick fire round. Um, inspirational person you've met. Ooh. Ah. Um... I've had a think about this one and I've been um, over and back with it. Uh, I suppose, like, my dad is a huge inspiration to me. Like, right. uh, like, I really kind of hold him up on a pedestal. Like, what he did, like, he graduated college, just one of the first in his family to do college and all that. Right. But, like, he got scholarships to secondary schools, scholarship to college and all that. Like, um, but he's just worked incredibly hard all his life. Like, and I slag him for knowing nothing about business and that. Yeah. But I kind of forget that, like, he he's started a, he's a doctor, off... He's Yeah, he's yeah, a GP. Yeah. So he started off in, like, the 80s in Ireland and, like, opened up a practice and... Um, he was the only one there in like a little village in Betty's town at the time. It yeah. was tiny, like not that we know it, like not as we know it today. Yeah. And like he sat there reading the paper from cover to cover, like really, really hard. My mom was the practice nurse, secretary, cleaner, everything. Right. It was in the front room of our house, like, and now he's built it up. That old house has now become like we moved out of that house and down the road. And that old house has now become like a surgery with like there's four or five doctors, there's a couple of nurses and right. a lot of secretaries. So there's a good number of people employed yeah. there and stuff like that so and he kind of builds it up from nothing and I'm there abusing him you know nothing about business <laughs> actually runs a pretty decent yeah. business when I when I when I start when I scale it all back so and a strong moustache game and if I remember correctly game, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I don't have <laughs> um, person you haven't met who you kind of look at from afar or read about anything like that hmm. I suppose I'm I'm only getting into them now but kind of more of those um the, the, the real entrepreneurs the Elon Musks and the yeah. um, Elon Musk and Richard Branson are the two that are just kind of out there entrepreneurs that yeah. I think they'd just be really interesting to, to, to meet yeah they'd be brilliant to chat to for yeah. sure 
Uh, my one, so mine changes all the time, basically on what, on what I'm reading. And I'm starting to learn about random, like I'm really into the civil rights movement right now. I'm just watching all these documentaries, just trying to learn. <laughs> um, but I'm really into Howard Hughes. He's like my number one these days. Yeah. So he was, uh, he set records for fast planes. Like he was, he was pretty early on on the plane thing. Yeah. Um, bought up airlines and all the while was a massive Hollywood movie director. <laughs> so just like you can see <laughs> well, why what I like that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he did a few different things. Every pie, yeah. Exactly. Really, really cool. Um, a trip you did that you're glad you did. Ooh. Interesting. You've Cuba. done some good trips. Cuba. Nice. Why Cuba? Oh, it competes very hard with the Galapagos Islands. But I'll oh go God. Cuba. I'll go Cuba. Now you're just showing up. I'll go Cuba. Go I'll Cuba. go Cuba. Nobody's been to Cuba. <laughs> Why Cuba? Oh, it so was I love that so interesting. Yeah, like the history is yeah. just incredible. It's so different. Like, it's so weird walking around like a big city, but there being no shops. Like, yeah. Uh, did you spark up a few stogies there as well? <laughs> no. You no, didn't? No. I thought everyone does that when they go there. Yeah, you want to keep it clean. Keep Fair it, enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it's a beautiful country. There's like one part of it down, down, the, co- down the coastline. It's called Trinidad. And like it is just one of the best beaches I've ever right. been on in my life. And like we were there when it's not commercial at all. Yeah. And like this story, I've told it a hundred times. Like it's just so myself and my girlfriend now were sitting on the beach and we were there and just the we're the only two on the beach, perfect white sandy beach. Like it's like the one from the end of uh, Shawshank Redemption. Like, yeah, it's kind okay. of like that style of a beach and nobody else on the beach. And next thing this guy walks by and he's like, uh, would you like a drink? Like nearly service. And we're like, where the hell did this guy come from? And where is he going to get us a drink? And we were like, uh, no, we're okay. He's like, no, no, you'll have a drink. You'll have a drink. And we're like, oh, okay. He's like, I'll bring you coconut and rum. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so next thing anyway, he walks up and shakes a tree down the back of the beach behind us and fall down falls a coconut takes a machete out of his uh, out of his shorts knocks off the top of the coconut takes two straws out of his other pocket and a bottle of rum out of his no back pocket way. shoves it into the coconut hands it to us that like, that'll unreal. be a dollar like it was unreal um, it's a bit warm now he could have done a bit of ice but I don't know where he would have stored it see so. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah. yeah yeah I need to go to Cuba actually I should probably I'll try to include that in my trip if I can um, opportunity you wish you took ooh uh, <laughs> Erasmus in third year yeah Erasmus <laughs> is one of mine I wish I went to Argentina yeah um, a friend did and I really wish I did that uh, uh, habit you wish you had um, keep up keeping up another language I'd love to like learn Spanish and keeping it up yeah doing just like just being in the habit of like constantly speaking another language like yeah it's, it's actually i think it's uh it's underestimated how hard that is yeah. i've that's been a real struggle to keep that up like it's i like i've actually been learning it for six years now and i've only just like barely arrived at, i'm like 90 percent fluency type of thing now um but it's been I, there's been six month blocks where i've yeah. dropped off and had yeah. basically start from scratch it kills like it's you. Yeah. really yeah, really yeah, yeah, hard yeah, yeah. Um, because it slips down to priorities because you're not getting an immediate reward from it at yeah. all yeah, yeah, yeah. if any reward ever you're kind of wondering well when the hell am I ever even going to use this and so yeah like I can't speak highly enough of, of trying to have a crack at a second language but <laughs> good god it's pretty tough um, how about you wish you didn't have uh, coffee I'd probably have a BMW if I didn't drink coffee <laughs> <laughs> it's an expensive one how much are coffees in Ireland so uh, I've never had a cup of coffee yeah jeez oh, you're a lucky man uh, spend a small fortune on them. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you do auditing, looking at Excel spreadsheets all day, you need something to keep you oh, going. Geez, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, ah, they're, they're about four four dollars a year. So, yeah, uh, it's crazy here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm similar at home. Like it's house made. Harry used to have seven a day. Oh jeez, seven coffees <laughs> a day. Absolute nut job. Um, why did you get out of bed in uni? Actually, why did you get out of bed in uni? Because you were you didn't <laughs> no, but you didn't know what you were gonna do. You know? Yeah. Uh, I was never the best of studiers, so I knew that I wasn't going to, like, study hard. Right. I taught myself to study eventually for the FAEs. I definitely got there. Yeah. But, like, trick college and that, I was just like, if I don't go to the lecture, I'm not going to learn anything. Like, I yeah. literally, like, didn't have the motivation to go and, like, study on my own or whatever. But you're not so I just kind of lazy because you work really hard now. Yeah. 
Well, so I find that interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, you needed to get up. You needed a I needed to, to go. I needed, I needed a purpose to the day. <laughs> Fair enough. And why did you get out of bed now? Um, pay the bills. Pardon the way. Pay the bills. <laughs> pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, you're, a pretty, uh, you're a pretty cheery guy. I would say you, you're looking forward to what in the day you're going to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. enjoy I like, life. I like, I like the next challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Throw it at me. I admire yeah. that a lot. You do. You you smile a lot. Like you're yeah. you're a good optimist. Um, okay, inspirational book or a recommended book for these guys? <clears throat> oh, I was thinking about this one earlier. I think I'm gonna go with three. Oh, nice. I'm gonna go with um, a sports one. So okay. I'm gonna go The Open by Andre Agassi. I've never read it. Oh, Apparently what? You all people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fairly, it's incredible. It's so good. It so really that really one and the Chili's guy, uh, the Red Hot Chili Pepper singer, can't remember his first name. Yeah, God, I know his name. They're apparently the two best barbecues uh, out there. The right. Open is very, very good. Even okay. if you know nothing about tennis, never touched a racket in your life or anything, it's incredible. It's a human story more than a sports story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one I'm reading at the moment, because it's front of mind and all that, but I'm reading Elon Musk's book at the moment. Yeah. I'm absolutely loving it. We've had the conversation yeah. over it's the weekend a, about oh. how good it is. Um, and then the third one is just something to switch yourself off altogether because I think that's important too. Yeah. Uh, I actually loved The Da Vinci Code and people slate it and all that, but I love it as a pure escapism kind oh, of I haven't read it. Um, Catholics, you must be the only person I've ever spoken to who hasn't read the So I, I was like anti-reading. I argued against <laughs> reading until the hard thing, until yeah. I was 19. Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. just went all in on reading. So yeah, probably so, yeah, I shall add it. It's, it's a really easy read and that, but I think like the, the snobs of society would say ah, right. that it's, a, yeah, it's not a good book and all that. Right. I like the, the so I've seen the movie. I like the story. I like the way it's all mystical and like yeah. tangled in history. And yeah, yeah, cool, it's good. Like, it's good. Uh, I enjoyed it too. Okay, anyway. I'll get into that. That's challenge accepted. <laughs> Um, and lastly, an inspirational quote to part with. That you have, if you've ever stuck uh, stuck with one or been a big fan. I suppose the one I think we've had this conversation before, but the one that's on my wall at home that I got from my godfather years ago is um, "If" by Rudyard Kipling. I've got that on not upstairs. Where is that? I have that. I had it on my wall in my last apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's What's really, the quote really you like? Um. Phew. It's it. The, I really enjoy the whole, the whole, yeah, run through of it. Like it is very good. Yeah, I like um, like I I knew it for a while. Mm. There's if you if I can feel if you can feel every minute with sixty seconds of yeah. distance run. That's yeah. That's so if you good. can just be like I kind of yeah. took it in an intense way of like be productive all the time or like yeah. you know don't waste your time. Yeah, I think the line that's most poignant for me is that if you can keep your head as those around you are losing, are losing theirs. theirs. I yeah. like that one. The solid yeah. head. I've always kind of gone And with then that one. my idol, Tony O'Reilly, always quoted a line from that, which was, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat both imposters just the same. So a same story, keep a solid yeah. head. But I find, So he used to say that all throughout his success. Yeah. And we know how it turned out for him. He ended up going bankrupt. And yeah. I always saw irony. He pitched in, it all on a game of uh, pitch or chew yeah, it all pitch, on a game If you can uh, lose it all on a game of pitch and toss and walk away yeah. unscathed, isn't it? it? But I found it ironic that he always quoted that and it applied to him more than anyone else I've, I've ever witnessed. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, great. That's Ru- If by Rudyard Kipling. Fascinating poem. Who's the English actor? Does the one of one of a YouTube? He's got a great voice, Michael. Doesn't I didn't know someone yeah, doing it, yeah. right? Uh, no, he 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 just uh, narrates it. Um, right. Oh, what's the English actor's name? No, it's escaped me now. But you can. I, I didn't afterwards. know that. I've gotten that got Michael me. Michael Caine. Well, Michael Caine, what yeah. a voice! Yeah, oh, yeah, great voice. Yeah. Um, that got me into poetry. I actually really like poetry now, and that one was the first one, and the second one then was an Australian one. That I think it's probably impossible to read without crying. It's <laughs> called Rain from Nowhere. Oh. Rain that falls out of the sky from nowhere. I must look and it up. yeah, look it up, read it. Oh, you guys read it as well. It's fascinating and uh, pretty emotive. But no, that was great. So thanks yeah. very much for coming Enjoy on. This. Absolute Good. pleasure. We've come a long way from B Town. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and guys, I hope you guys learned a bit about the accounting racket there as well. And uh, let me know if any questions. I'll put a digest on the end of this as usual. Take it easy. Okie doke. Well, that went a little bit longer than expected, so I'll try to keep this digest nice and quick. But that was really good, and I think Al gave some really good points. The main one was 
his strategy coming out of university. So he wanted to get a job. That was the number one thing. And he was quite kind of defensive about getting a job. He wasn't too selective about what it was. And what he did was look at his strengths, look at the options ahead of him and decided where he would be able to have the most competitive advantage. So he thought being an outgoing guy, that if he went in among all the accountants, then he might be above average in sort of chattiness and, and how how well he would work with people and made a decision based off that, did it, had a competitive advantage and uh, used it and did well. So for those of you looking for stability, I guess, coming out of university, that could be a very good way of going about it and looking at your competitive advantages. Uh, and also a takeaway from that is the benefit of doing the accounting route. So I think a lot of people who don't know what they want to do veer towards that route and you can see why it's a very good idea because you come out with of it with three and a half years of experience in going deep into the books of loads of different businesses business models and also then a really good kind of network of of young people who are in the similar business and you've got your exams then or you should have your exams at that point as well so you're able to demand a much higher pay at your next job and you are very well qualified in, in, in business all around. You understand how business works and as Al said there, cash is king and understanding that is, is crucial to any important role within a business. So accounting is a very good route and use your competitive advantages coming out of university and while you're still in university, definitely look at those competitions that go on. I regret not doing it and it was interesting hearing from Al how much of an impact it had on him and his career and his job prospects. So we'll leave it there. Until next time.